welcome to episode 16 of the Mindfulness Hub. Happy New Year! I wish you all a fresh start and I hope that this 2023 brings a lot of positive outcomes and plenty of mindfulness for everyone who is listening to us. I have a very special guest today. Uh, Hasna, well, your good friend, <laughs> your good friend, Hasna, I would say. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be doing this with you. So Hasna, um, besides being my friend, she's been a very important mentor. Um, during all these years that I've been in Qatar, I've learned a lot from her. And I would like you to share with us a bit about your mental health journey. My mental health journey is an evolving journey. I don't think we're ever done healing and we're ever done um, searching and seeking uh, for our self-actualization. We continue to experience uh, upgraded upgraded mental processes in our lives, which are a result of our direct experience. I can say for me, the first step was realizing uh, the pain I was going through, the cards I was dealt, I, an awareness of my general situation was the beginning uh, of understanding that I definitely was of poor mental health, but it was definitely uh, because of a lot of factors. So I think when we speak mental health, um, a lot of people like to talk about psychology, psychiatry, which is definitely a huge part of it. But uh, I think there's a big space for mindfulness, spirituality, and your connection to yourself, to the self, in that. Uh, I think my journey to an improved mental health was a result of doing something about my circumstances when I was done suffering. So I believe that um, all so-called awakening happens uh, when the suffering becomes unbearable. And I am a person that carries a lot of trauma, a lot of ancestral trauma coming from my parents, my father, my relationship, strained relationship with my father, various relationships in my lives, um, having two children with autism, one with diabetes, uh, having uh, also having uh, a lot of uh, issues or a lot of questions about my own identity, who am I at my core, a lot of cultural barriers uh, that have... Um, that have usually gotten in the way of of me finding out who I am and uh, ultimately doing the work and reaching a life that I love and uh, a life that I'm satisfied and proud of and a life that is mine. So I believe that um, mental health is such an important topic, just like we think uh, people suffer physical trauma from accidents, the emotional trauma, something that you carry with you forever unless you do something uh, to help clear it and to help understand it and to help heal it uh that's that's in a nutshell (laughs) that's a lot of information yeah and well you know um every time i listen to your story i keep learning something new and um i wanted to ask you do you find that mindfulness help you to rewire all this trauma that you were carrying throughout the years? Absolutely. I think mindfulness, I think mindfulness was breakthrough for me. But with mindfulness, before mind, mindfulness came awareness. But again, awareness is a part of uh, mindfulness. So just recognizing that I was living on autopilot, I was living a life that I was told I should live. I was going through the motion, carrying a lot of pain and suffering every day, sometimes to the point that 
I couldn't handle it. And that would show up in my body in, in, in different forms, like, you know, just low immunity, hypothyroidism, and so on. Uh, because I was, I was literally processing life unconsciously, just in full acceptance. But the moment that I, the moment, and I can't tell you quite when or how it happened. I just remember the pain being so, as I said, unbearable and being like, I'm done living this way. Uh, what do I need to do? And in those, in that despair, in that deep, deep, deep sorrow, there was a crack. And it's interesting because I find that you have to crack, like there needs to be a complete undoing of the self in order for you to now start waking up. And mindfulness comes in because when that process is happening, you feel like you're suddenly more connected. You feel less attached to your issues, to your problems, to the story that you've been telling yourself your whole life, to your ego. And now you're like in the moment. So being in the moment contrasts all of the negative thoughts. Like how do you contrast your thoughts that are looping in a pattern of, you know, what happened to me? I'm a victim. Even that is ego. I'm this. Is it ever going to go away? Why always me? But then when you're like, when you're in this, let's say you're in a park and there's this beautiful sun and you're like, you know, looking at the trees. This is just an example. And you feel like in this moment, what does it matter? It's here and it's perfect. So... Coming back to the present moment is the best way to contrast your crazy thoughts, you know, the thoughts, the anxiety about the future and, and the pain from the past. So yeah, mindfulness plays a huge role in improved mental health. As a matter of fact, you know, the guided meditations and, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of tools that help you become more mindful. Uh, you start to feel things for the first time. And for me, it happened at 40. 840 uh suddenly i was like wow life is actually kind of cool you know and then it just got better and uh, and that was because i was really living moment by moment and well now that you mention how mindfulness had this massive impact in, in your journey i received many questions from the listeners about how to bring yourself out of the dark place when you're the only support you have like what would you suggest Yeah, how do you get out of the spirals of sorrow and pain and, you know, when we're stuck in a loop of anxiety as well? And it's not always easy. And this and it happens to the best of us, even the ones that have been meditating for 10 years will have, there will be at some point a trigger or something that will be, you will feel like it engulfs you, it overwhelms you, and you can't function anymore. And it happens to me systematically. But what brings me back is the awareness that I'm going through it. So really, it's just being aware that this is happening. So let's break it down. So I think when you start questioning, when your mind is saying, when it's asking more rather than feeling the pain, why do I feel this pain? What is behind it? It's like a self-discovery, self-exploration. There are tools to help you do that. And so many tools, I mean... Uh, from uh, counseling, from uh, getting help, getting a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever, getting therapy, that's definitely a tool that helps people uh, unpack everything that is inside them. Uh, and then you start to understand why. And, and the more you understand yourself, the more you're able to now, you know, find out where it's coming from and slowly release what is holding you uh, hostage to that situation. What I mean by that, it's your patterns that hold you hostage, right? It's not, it, the situations are ever changing. Like even in the worst case scenario, you have a death, 
you know, it feels so painful. I feel like you can't live with that person, but then two years on, you know, you just get used to it. And I'm not saying you move on. I mean, you have to move on because the world is moving on. Some people stay stuck, but uh, mindfulness really helps you put everything into perspective. So for me, it was putting my pain in perspective, first of all, realizing that my pain wasn't because of me, because we internalize a lot of the stuff that happens to us, being fully aware of the role that our conditioning plays. Because we, when we say ancestral or generational trauma and uh, toxic cycles, sometimes people call it generational toxic cycles, those get passed on from generation to generation unconsciously because that's how my grandfather dealt with situations and that's what my father watched him do and then that's what he did and, and it's there's no question because as children we look at our parents as the ultimate protective figure and we learn from them but when they are traumatized themselves what they're pass passing on unconsciously is trauma so realizing that waking up to that and saying oh wait i do little things because i you know this is what i watched growing up oh my god this is how oh feeling pain is normal in my family, you know, or things like that. Like a lot of, oh, that, okay, he's like that because that. Then you realize, okay, maybe I wanted to stop with me, right? Because I don't want to live like that. I look at those people in my family. They're super miserable. I look at, you know, the people that told me what I should do are not happy people themselves. Then as a human being and as an individual, because each one of us is brought into this world to be his own person. We each have a gift to, the, uh, to give to the world that is untapped and unknown to us mostly, unless we actually consciously make the effort to go in there and find it and, and live by it. And that's when you're living your best life, you're in full alignment with, they say, flow. In order to get that, you usually need to experience a pain that you no longer want to, you no longer want it to take over your life. You want to gain that control back. And you gain that control only by doing the work. Doing the work, it's a long, long process. It's worth it. It happens every day. To this, every day you're fighting with your thoughts, with your idea, but now you have tools. So over time, mindfulness helps you develop tools to contrast your thinking, hence your lifestyle, hence your life. I totally relate to what you're saying about growing up with certain conditioning and following patterns, and we never question those patterns because we assume they're the normal. Oh, yeah, of course, and because then, they come from the, our caregivers. As children, what do we know? Those are the people we turn to for protection, for, or for learning. I mean, we are a blank slate. Exactly, and then like we keep projecting that in our relationships, in every aspect of Everything. our lives, and then things are not working yeah. in in the right way. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when you realize, mm -hmm. maybe I was not even beginning things the right way. And I feel like families play a major role absolutely <laughs> unconsciously you know you wouldn't like no mother or father would consciously i mean realistically you know it's very unlikely that you want to harm your kids but you've been taught that this is what's right right you've been this is the, this is how this is all you know and how you how do you change what you know because that's the problem is that in order to learn you have to unlearn because already we were taught the wrong things to begin with because they came from people who were Again, just surviving, for example, but circumstances are changed. Like, for example, you find yourself in, in a flight or fight mode, like in this reactive to certain situations that are not really dangerous, but you've been, you've been conditioned and this is, this is your mechanism, right? And the only person you're sabotaging is yourself by doing that. But when you realize this circle of sabotage never quite 
ends unless you wake up to it, then that's a different story, just like and, you said. And, and you know, um, just to keep this part of how powerful mindfulness is, in the past episode, I was talking about um, how the way we talk to ourselves matters. And it goes, it, like the story, it's very similar to what you're sharing with us because sometimes we keep repeating those patterns unconsciously like for example i am not enough i am not enough i'm not worthy and you maybe you don't think that you're talking to yourself like that but you're gonna be like i will never make that project happen i will never achieve this amount of money in my bank account Mm -hmm. and And you're making sure that your reality stays that exactly you're making sure that you are staying in that loop and usually your inside is a reflection of your outside right so you're making sure that you actually don't make money how do you break that pattern I mean, okay, how do you break that pattern? Realizing that pattern is the first step. Mm-hmm. Like in everything, just being aware that this is happening. Any addiction, yeah. the first step is awareness. Yeah, I mean, any addiction, you have to re- you have to be aware and say, listen, I have a problem. There's mm-hmm. an addiction here. Okay, that's it. If you realize that you, every time you're doing something, say, oh, that's my addiction. Oh, that's how my where my brain goes to. When you're able to pick out those patterns out of situations, realize it's almost like you separate from the body, from the self for a moment and you're the observer, you're observing yourself. And, you know, not to say that you won't fall back into these patterns because I fall back in them all the time. Now, the trick is every trigger, every trigger, I had a trigger last week where suddenly all this childhood trauma and all this abandonment trauma and everything showed up all at once. And it was such a big wave that I was in it for five days, five days of crying, five days of looping. There was this awareness all along that I got caught in, a, in an old pattern. So I knew it. Now my, my, my thinking was, how do I get myself out of it? What work do I need to do? And that's why we have the tools. That's why we have the meditation. That's why sometimes I don't even want to sit there. But when I sit, I feel so good. And when I sit, I find clarity on breath, breath work. Oh my God, a couple of breath holds. You find, oh, my whole system has changed. The other day I did an ice bath. I needed something so drastic, actually, to get out of that last <laughs> loophole. It was like, okay, bring it back to the physical body. Go for a run. It shock your system. I had to shock my system with an ice bath. But really, it took away the attention from all that stuff I was thinking about. And suddenly, I was like, I just need to warm my body for the next 10 minutes with my mind. And that completely took away. My, but I felt it for six hours later. And it was like, okay, that's how we contrast when, when the system and the conditioning and starts to take over. When we are being pulled back, we will always be be pulled back by our past trauma because it's a part of us. But it will have less effect on you as you create new experiences and new memories and new tools to go back to. Rather than going back to my childhood trauma this time, I'm going to go back to that story of, of overcoming instead. So now my brain is wiring back. And again, these are, I'm not a scientist, but this is, this is that, this is what I discovered through going through my project. Now my brain will now go back. Oh, you can overcome this instead of saying, oh my God, you're a victim and you're death. So I'm changing my entire structure. That's why I say we're programmed so deeply. Our program runs from our ancestors. Like it's there. It's, and if you watch, you know, if you watch, I call it the matrix. I mean, I don't. They call it the matrix, which is basically just this idea that everybody is work is within the system. Nine to five job, you have to have a house, you have to retire, you have to, you know, you have to do things a certain way. Like the world is telling you, or society around you, making it as having a job, making it as 
I don't know what may. And you're so defined by these. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking in general. You live this life. Oh, it's shameful to do that. I've always loved to go and feel the sun on my skin. But it's so shameful to, you know, for me. So you miss out. You're not experiencing the things you really want, right? And it's so interesting how, how shame can even change your perception shame about and yourself. Guilt. Yeah, of course. Especially as women because, well, I mean... I feel like I got many of these patterns from from the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. And and now that I question it, it's because my mom had to face even worse patterns when yeah. she was a kid. There you go. And it's usually nobody's, like it's not about whose fault it is. It's not our fault. This you could not have controlled what your mom went through and what she passed on to you and what she herself has dealt with. The only thing you can control is realizing and doing something about it. The only thing you can control is the self, like what I mean by that. And it's not really about control. The, the, you're not going to be able to go back and heal your mom and make these things go away, but you're going to be able to realize, oh, I have these in me, and this is how I contrast them. This is how I make the most out of them. Usually out of every pain, out of every suffering situation, no matter how subtle or extreme, there's a lesson. This is one thing that now I understand. I understand that I'm going through this. This is so I can graduate and shed those layers. So go ahead, continue what you were saying about your mom. I was going to um, ask you, how's the breath work doing? The breath work. (laughs) Because like I wanted, well, first of all, we've done breath work before together and it's always, it's always an amazing outcome because it's a, it gives you so much clarity about Mm -hmm. not only yourself, but about the way you think. Yeah. And something that I found uh, very fascinating about breath work and especially about breath hold is how you can access areas of your brain that not naturally we don't have access to. And that is that is the interesting thing about all these tools because, um, I mean, breath work, I find it to be one of the fast tracks, like uh, fast tracks to... Uh, rather than meditation. For example, everybody has his own. But I mean, meditation is basically making space in your head. It's basically no longer allowing, learning how to make space from all that clutter in your head and just for one moment, you know, for one, whatever, however long that is, is just make room for something new, make room for another perspective. As long as we have our 60, 70,000 thoughts, where our reality is the same, are, you know, we're producing the same things, but what if we made some space and thought something different? Now we have a crack in the system, right? And now this new thought may, this new way of looking at ourselves may now start to show up in so many areas. So the breath work, uh, breath work is absolutely a fast track to healing because uh, there's a lot of transcendence that happens through our breath. Our breath is our anchor. And you know this because it's the first thing that's with you and the last thing that's with you throughout your lifetime. That's that's your one companion and that's your center. And you can access your own source through breath work. And there are methodologies, uh, some very powerful ones, for example, um, you know, that that help you bring you back, help bring you back to your body physically, but also they open the mystical. And again, that's where people, not everybody is like, oh, no science and this and that. I'm like, me... I know when, especially in various methodologies. I mean, I, um, I mean, I love the alchemy. I always, <laughs> I'll always Rodo to Rodo Escalante. <laughs> Shout out to your to your 
to your methodology because it was very breakthrough for me. So in those, you're basically prepping your body uh, to prepping your body to, you know, for the breath hold, you're oxygenating, doing different exercises. Uh, he has a lot of different methodologies, but like basically it's that. And then when you close your eyes and are fully holding your breath, you're almost tricking your mind. It's like a biohack that you are actually dying, but you're not because your body will keep going. But there's a rewiring that happens there. And there's areas of the brain that now starts to, you know, show action that usually don't. And that's where all the, I feel like that's where all the secrets lay because really we are not using the majority of our brain. I mean, again, I'm no scientist to give you the numbers, but I know for a fact we're, we're using 20, 30, not more than 20% of our brain, not more, (laughs) or or maybe a little more. I don't want to give facts, but the truth is, and all those other areas that carry other, other powers, we have not tapped into because our brain has been working a certain way and operating a certain way. And so breath work allows you to really go deep and there's a rewiring that happens and you feel this peace, this incredible peace. Your body's naturally releasing the MT, they say, and the MT is a substance that, um, that you know, when you're born, uh, it's the first, you know, they, again, claims, but I mean, there's, I know there's a lot of truth in them because I've experienced that. And then there's, um, and, and the last thing your body produces when you die. So there is a rebirth happening. And in that space, there's also a very big connection to being in the womb where you're suddenly, you know, who are you? Who are you? And you feel that you feel, I mean, whether that's, you know, a result of CO2 or whatever it is, <laughs> it is actually because CO2 can play a big part in, in, that, uh, in that rewiring process. But, um, but I, I usually just focus on how I feel. And there's a level of transcendence and connection. And, and that's when I'm finally at peace. And none of my trauma matters. None of the story. In that moment, I... And every time I do it, I get closer to the source of who I am. And I find... And I take this back in my everyday life. And I can tell you, I've been maybe on this path for about seven years. On a, You know, since, since I decided I want to do something for my life. And I can say that all the results are visible in my physical world now. Like I was able to do things I never even dreamt of. I was able to build a brand new life. I was able to walk away from toxic marriage. I was able to, you know, uh, accept that, you know, fully accept my kids' special needs and be in tune with them and, and live a very, very happy and mindful life with full acceptance. So again, uh, these tools help us heal. They're just tools. Yet you don't have to, I mean... Breathwork is powerful. I will always root for breathwork, but there's also uh, meditation and there's different portals. There's a walk, there's exercise, there's, um, you know, journaling, journaling. There's so many tools. Like there's something for every yoga. There's something for every, it's true. I mean, I mean, I mean, yoga is great. I'm not, you know me, I'm not, I'm more like a meditator than a yogi, but like Yoga, when you're, you're, first of all, you're bringing back awareness to your body. When you're holding a pose, like there's, there's a mental exercise that happens. It's not just a physical one. When you're, um, when you're not really thinking about your problems. In order, I really want people to understand that yoga goes beyond oh, yeah. stretching your own Oh body. yeah, no, no. <laughs> yoga is, uh, is actually bringing full awareness to your body and the role that your body plays within your healing because it's, it's a, it's a mind 
body and soul. There's those three. You have to take care of the three of them. You can't just take care of one in order to be fully actualized living. What are you without your health? What are you without? So yoga is a way of just doing that, of just, you know, bringing connection to yourself, understanding yourself through whatever movement, exercise, stretching, you know, uh, how long you can go. And, you know, you're very focused during yoga. You're not really thinking. And if you're thinking about your problems, you won't be able to hold anything. <laughs> you won't be, be falling <laughs> off and stuff. You can't do it. Yeah. And it's so interesting that what you're mentioning because I have a lot of clients who uh, find a lot of stillness in balanced postures. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I forgot all the problems mm-hmm. I was carrying throughout the day when I was here in this tree mm-hmm. pose. It was like making me angry. I mean, imagine if you're thinking <laughs> about all the troubles in the world when you're doing a, you know, a tree pose. And that's so how you're not. In order to find balance, you have to think balance and you have to really, for that moment, really tune in and think about it. You know, some people look at a point or some people that you're not thinking about anything else when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Right? You're connected to yourself. Oof. But what has helped me a lot since last year has been breathwork underwater. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, yeah. the thing is that the first time I went to free diving was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we love Mexico. It was, like super yeah. exotic. <laughs> like I just bought this ticket and we ended up diving with a little crocodile beside and oh, came all of a sudden. Full experience. And then we went to um, free dive with that. Uh, with the whale sharks and I had no experience of diving in the open water so they just throw you with a snorkel and you're just like they're wondering what to do but I got a couple photos (laughs) the thing is that um, when I came back to guitar I realized that there was a course in Dubai for getting that certification and and when I went there um, I realized that you go back to as you said like to the source the first time I did my my immersion to 20 meters I was more focused on on the outcome and the goal so I was like going fast I want to reach 20 and I was just Mm. I'm gonna be done with the course so I didn't really enjoy the process Mm -hmm. I was just rushing it so Mm -hmm. when I came back I was like okay I made it but the next time I did it I was more focused on like okay my body's coming back to a place that deep down I've been before and I didn't limit myself to just go down and up and surface this time I just like relax and you know it was so interesting because I remember everything in into detail I remember that when you're closer to the surface the light hits the water and it's very clear but when you keep going down it becomes very dark mm-hmm. and I was like oh it's just like a metaphor for the mind like there's so many aspects of of our mind that have no light and we are so scared of reaching. Mm -hmm. But when you're there, you realize that it's familiar and you realize that there's so much magic there. And the darkness, it's not all the time bad. Darkness has a lot of wisdom. Darkness has a lot of... So much. All the lessons (laughs) are in darkness. Exactly. And you know... um, And it was peaceful. And it was so peaceful. I went back and when I surfaced, I was crying because I... I heard kind of stuff. Miss it. I was like, oh, <laughs> now, yeah. I'm, now we only practice in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> that is like how, one meter. And a half. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the water definitely is is a, a. There's definitely a connection to. I mean, all the elements help, but I. Um, I mean, I haven't. I've done some breath work in the water. I haven't, but I know that free divers definitely get it. Get 
that there's like an inner force I can't even explain like you don't even know that you have it you don't even know how much your body will carry you and hold you and again it's like that blurring line between life and death it's almost like you lose the fear of death if it makes sense because yeah. you realize that that's that's what we are all along we are energy and source and and when you're holding your breath and you're comfortable you're literally within yourself you're spending time in a place that is not something that you know what i mean you can only access it within you you can access it in those states your breath it you can go on so long holding your breath more than you expected and you know that and that's when you prove yourself wow we are so much more than we think we can and it's not about proving it because it's not an ego thing i can do three minutes i can do four minutes no you you hate for everybody there's a limit and then depending on your circumstances i find that if i have anxiety if i have a situation i'll be able i won't be able to go for too long hold it for too long because my focus will not be on the experience right uh when there is something about when you take that deep breath after you know whether you're doing uh, fire um, fire breath or whatever holotropic or there are different different uh different ways of like breathing before you do the breath hold but then the moment you close your eyes um the moment you are holding there's this anxiety that comes up and that's that's for me i look at that like it's oh you're gonna suffocate oh my god this is great like it's you it's you but then there's a crossing that happens when you say i'm safe i'm not breathing but i'm perfectly safe my body is designed to carry me let me enjoy what is happening let me explore this space and i know because my hand i start to feel this very powerful energy all the way my fingers my toes i feel that my heart is so open that i feel like i'm being i'm literally a baby in the womb and now i'm open to i'm open to receiving that's my own process everybody has a different process and a part of it is like there's no trauma here there's no this is so peaceful and that's why that's where i find the connection between life and death that's where i find the connection between our source there is something in that space that you can only feel and not quite describe and that is very much you it's yours it's personal what's in there is who you are what's in there is who you are your source and your core your the brain is rewiring because you're tricking it to believe you're dying but you're not and then uh you're you know new things are coming you're feeling different things and you think i usually sob like a baby and i think that's also because i have a lot of toxicity but i usually really sob in those spaces because it's just so beautiful and then when i'm away from it i miss it I literally miss being back in that space, but we can always access it. That's the one thing no one can take away. And that is my go-to every time I'm going through something so drastic that I can't get myself out of. Usually a couple of days of, of this type of breath work will get me out. Thank you, Alchemy um, and Rodu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, um, if there are three tools, mindful tools that uh -huh. you would take everywhere and you would suggest for people to try what would those three be uh meditation by all means and i don't expect anybody to get up and be able to meditate because like i said we have 60 to 70 000 thoughts a day and uh of course when you close your mind then you, that those thoughts can take over 
You know, I I usually encourage uh, starting with mindfulness uh, mindfulness meditation and guided meditation. It doesn't even if it's five ten minutes a day. If you incorporate meditation in uh, in your daily uh, habits, five minutes even, uh, you will see huge results. And I have experienced this myself, like huge outcomes in your outer world. So that's one thing I I really really encourage. Uh, journaling by all means. And uh, some people say it's, and it is, it is definitely a commitment if you're going to write every day a long entry. A uh, shortcut to that, I love grateful. Um, my, uh, gratitude. gratitude journal, I love, yes. sorry, gratitude journals, which really is just the three, list three things you're grateful for every morning and list three great things that happen at night. One affirmation basically takes you three, four minutes in the morning. But it's already rewiring your brain to be in a state of gratefulness. You're no longer in a state of lack. You're now pointing out and naming every day three things you are grateful for in your life. Because really, why is mindfulness so powerful? Because it fosters, it encourages, it brings about gratitude. Living a life of gratitude is living in the highest state of flow. Because, you know, you're now... You now pay attention to what you have and not what you don't have. You now pay attention to, wow, I have health. This is such a blessing. When you don't have your health, the only thing you want is to have it back. You know what I mean? But like, but when we have it, we don't even give it any importance. We're sabotaging it. Now you're grateful for the smell of flowers. Now you're grateful for, you know, the sun that is shining. And these things go completely unnoticed when your mind is engulfed in, in the past or the future. So journaling for sure breath work for sure and after that you know there's a million uh there's a lot of portals i think something that i the three things are those meditation breath work and journaling that i would absolutely advise that have helped me more important than all of those and you will find that this will come naturally as you choose that path for yourself the path of self-healing self-help um breaking away from the construct and just authentically being you is the people you surround yourself with uh, I can't tell you enough, and you will see. And when you, well, you you've seen. But I, what I mean, when you when you choose that path, the right people will gravitate will gravitate towards you, and the people that are not aligned will fall off, will fall off. And really, that's what it is. You'll find that if you have your people, you can speak the same language. You get it. That that's all you need to take you higher. And you really need each other in this journey. You really need each other. That's why when people say, "Oh, family, blood, we're related by blood." You know, and it's like, please, please, let's like destroy this, this misconception because there's some horrible people in this world that are related by blood and it doesn't mean anything. Having blood with somebody toxic or with somebody, it doesn't mean anything. Of course, that's what the construct loves to tell you. But if a person is bad for you, it's just bad for you. And if a person, no matter what they are, or how close they are, if they're destroying your mental health, no, you need to choose yourself we are here we are creators because we were created i mean i'm a huge believer of um, i mean people god universe whatever you want to say higher intelligence i don't know how for me it's all the same it's we're de- there's definitely higher intelligence in the world that guides us and that and that really is within us <laughs> that's what i feel like the construct uh fails to mention and and you know unfortunately the way a lot of religions are instrumentalized to just you know, to run societies and not, but at the core of all religions, it's the same message. At the core of all these practices, it's the same message. Come back to your source. Your source is your creator. The creator created us so we can be 
uh, creators on uh, carry the same energy and create on earth. So really, that's when you have a society that is woke. That's when you have a society that is, you know, now you see it. You see this pockets of awakening around the world. These people that are going cleaning up oceans and being like, no, this is our earth. You know, these people are like, they've, they're doing something different than the rest because they realize that, you know, this is not, we're not here to just live and die. We're here to do something. Are you going to tap into that? So all of those tools, like I said, uh, help you, help you get there. And at the same time, you live a life that is so fulfilling, so great there you don't even feel like it's an effort because when you're in the state of flow you're loving the process you know how you said i went down i got it done i got done my four minutes or whatever you had to do in diving and then uh the next time i went down and i focused on the process right yeah. look at the difference between doing it on autopilot and taking in the process you know and we want to live like that we want to live taking in every moment of what we do work doesn't feel like work it feels like creation connections i'm not worried about my bank account so much i'm more worried about you know what i mean and and poof you know you end up living a very magical life that is fully aligned with who you are and who you were meant and what you were meant to bring in this life simple thank you so much hasna thank it's you. been such a blessing to have you today oh my God, it's been a blessing to be with you yeah thank and you and i look forward to having you more often yeah thank you eileen <laughs> this was a great conversation thank you so we have reached the end of episode 16 don't forget to follow subscribe share and message once again feel free to reach me via email aileen.yoga at gmail.com or through instagram at aileen underscore yoga and most important Give yourself the chance to unwind in the Mindfulness Hub. Have a great day ahead. I'll be with you next episode.